Business Podcast. Proximity is power. Registration for our executive boardroom is still open. To learn more, click the link in the description of this episode. All right. So today I am so excited to have with me my man, Kevin Marcus Miller. My man, yes. Uh, uh, Kevin is a marketing guru. So we're going to dive into that. But before I do, I want to talk about Kevin. Um, we got a chance to meet here briefly just recently. And um, what I found was amazing about you is uh, uh, you're a 12-time cardiac arrest survivor, which is just, I mean, God, just the miracle of technology today. And Amen and the blessings from the divine that you're still upright. So, you know, Kevin started his career with Microsoft as, um, as a contractor, right? And then um, had your first cardiac event in 2019, right when you're transitioning to start your own business yep. and, and become this internet uh, marketing coach, guru, mentor, however you want to say it. And it started with, which is interesting because a piece of my business, uh, my, my son Garrett actually is doing some web development now too. So oh. you started in that space. You started in that space, and um, so this is gonna be a really good one uh, for, for, I tell you, I'm excited about this. Um, because even though I, I coach a lot of people inside of the business space, marketing is my weak point. You know, I have eight fundamental building blocks in business that I have. First one is psychology. If your mindset's not right, it doesn't matter. I've got an MBA and 30 plus years in business, but when my mindset's screwed up, I'll throw the rest of it out, right? Mm -hmm. um, we got mindset, we've got strategic planning, culture, sales, marketing, optimization, legal and financial, and strategic planning. And these are the eight. And the marketing is my, my weak spot. So I, but I, like we talked on your uh, podcast the other day, it's uh, for me, I leverage my team to, to fill in my weak spots. So I'm, I'm excited to learn from you today my about man. this. So good. So were you ready to just jump right into this? Man, you know how I do, man. Thanks for having me, champ. Let's do it. You bet. So the thing I love, uh, I found just amazing, was you've got this Facebook group that's got 50,000 mm -hmm. group users in there. Yeah. And when I looked at it the other day, it was like, new user, new user, new user, new user. So it's 50,000 today. I don't know what it's trending at, but at that pace... Now. I'm just saying, man, <laughs> we're growing, growing a couple thousand. And is this growth organic? Yo, that, that's what's crazy about it is right when I, um, I, someone told me I should make a Facebook group and the first one was private and it failed. It flopped like no traction, no sales. It's like 700 people in there. And then I made a public Facebook group and I made it 100% from the angle of helping people where I was at three years ago. And so it was just for marketers. It wasn't for me trying to get new clients. That was the one that blew up all organic just from Facebook recommending it to other marketers. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So so let's take us back then. If I'm a client, I'm, I'm three years ago where you were, right? right? Right. What are my, I don't know what the steps are. I, I like to use this three to thrive type, three to five to thrive, because if we get much past three steps people get confused and they just True. blurt out so <laughs> what are the big three that we need to be looking for if we want to um, take our Facebook group from yep. zero to hero mode so it's the same thing you know how people got on TikTok and they're all excited about it so yeah. psychologically it's your dopamine right you're you're thinking that you need to do something new and all this stuff you need to turn that off for a little bit that whole let me try something brand new and then do this and I need to try this platform Turn that off for a second and ask yourself honestly, where do all the people that you like to talk to that are just like you? So I'm a marketer. Where do all the other marketers hang out? 
They okay. all hang out in like Reddit, right? Facebook groups because they want to talk to each other privately away from other people. So like, let's say you had a marketing team, right? You have a team of people and those people need like a safe haven to go talk to. Hey, I got this annoying client, JP. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know anything. <laughs> right. So think about it like that. Where it's like a secret safe place. So once you've identified that, usually it's Facebook groups, Reddit, whatever, maybe a Twitter thread, right? Then what you do is you go find the existing ones. You go, oh, okay. This is what it is. Like step one is just go find the existing one. So now that you know, oh, there's this digital marketing success group. I was a member first. So go be a member for three to six months. You'll understand the rhythm. You'll be like, oh, this is what it's about. You're supposed to talk to people and ask really difficult questions. There's, well, here's where the tension is. So you'll understand the dynamics. Then okay. when you start your own, title it literally what you are. So I titled my group Marketing Agency Owners. People get that wrong. They do JP Marketing Success. Right. This, this, right? Literally title it what you are. So if you're a financial advisor, Financial Advisors United, Financial Advisors League, whatever, right? Okay. That's step two. And then final step three is like, well, that's all great, Kevin. How do you get members? Two ways. One is you let the algorithm do what it does. And the way that worked for me is because I titled it that way. It's like a cheat code because basically anytime someone types in anywhere on Facebook, marketing agency owner, my group pops up before the other marketing groups just by titling it that way. So that was how my group grew so fast. And I just let it do all organic. So I didn't promote it. I didn't do any outreach, none of that stuff, no ads. That was the cheat code. For those who maybe you've already tried that and it didn't work for whatever reason, then what you're going to do is you're going to go, okay, leave you, that. I, I, I got to tell you something. You gave, you, you did this and I'm like, well, what would I, what would I change my group name to? Yeah. And I literally wrote down entrepreneur's cheat code. And you just said, <laughs> that's the cheat code right after I wrote it down. So I just, it hit my mind. I thought I'll write this down and I'm sure I can think of something better, but it's so yeah. funny that you, I wrote it down and literally five seconds later, you, you use the word. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh man, that's crazy. We in alignment right now. Yep. Yep. So yeah, if you're going to title it correctly, then the algorithm is going to do what it does and it's going to help you. But if for whatever reason it doesn't boost and you don't get members, then you got to, you know, work the system a little bit. So like we were talking about, be resourceful. So mm -hmm. First layer of that, right? This is step three. So if it's not growing at the level you want, then you need to become an influencer and then you command the attention. And that's very easy for people to you know, understand that concept. All it is, is how do you get people to see you as Oprah-like in their life? We all love Oprah, right? So <clears throat> how do you get people to feel that way about you? Well, you got to figure out what they want, which in marketing land, they all want somebody to tell them how to make money quickly, how to get a client. So if you start doing that in all these other places, like other people's groups, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, you start just going in the comments and literally telling other people how to do it. If you do that for enough months, you will become the go-to guy for whatever it is. That's where people go wrong is they think, oh, well, I got to come up with some crazy funnel and then put a bunch of ads. No, no, no. You literally need to take the time because obviously if you had the money, you would just buy the influence, right? right. If you had a hundred grand, you just go sit in a room with Russell Brunson, Grant Cardone, take some pictures and now you're the influencer. 
Right. But that's where people, they don't have that money. So you need to just take the time. Okay. So that's how you do it. That's, that's interesting. So, um, so then beyond that, yeah. um, do, is there any cross pollinization with what you do, uh, between platforms? And I don't mean just like Facebook with Insta, right? That, that's, that's, that's for granted. Right. right. But, but, um, are you able to drive, um, people from LinkedIn to your group or from, mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, what's the one, uh, TikTok. when we were just talking, TikTok, sorry, yeah, TikTok yeah, yeah, to your group. Yeah. Oh yeah. Major. And it, and it all really just starts from, you know, for me, my username is LinkedIn plug. So in the marketing land or atmosphere, my specialty is LinkedIn. So once you've picked what that is within your sphere of influence, people need to know you as that person. So everyone knows me as the LinkedIn guy, the LinkedIn guru, the LinkedIn plug. And then I just post content about LinkedIn. And then every once in a while, I'll sneak in content about the group. Hey, by the way, if you're a marketer like me, and you're struggling, I got some great resources and people I can connect you with. You might even get a client out of it. Check out this group. This is that, that reminds me of Gary V's jab, 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 right hook, left hook, whatever hook he's Gary throwing. Gary V actually <laughs> shouted me out on TikTok. His team, JMO, uh, his media buyer, Gary V's media buyer. So that was exactly what we're talking about is leveraging other people on right. the social media platforms. And then when they talk about you as the expert, then you are the expert. Right. And that's yeah, how yeah. it works. Yeah, I that's love that you a, that's that up. Love Yeah, I, I bet you do. This this man knows Gary V by name, man. Or Gary V knows him by name. <laughs> so then uh, I'm just going to keep shooting from the hip as I as I think of questions yeah. on this. So what what's different about LinkedIn marketing? Cuz it so, seems like the platform's completely different. Yeah. I mean, most people aren't sitting at home scrolling through the the their feed on mm-hmm. LinkedIn like they do with Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, right? Right, exactly, 100%. So the, the beautiful thing about LinkedIn is it's strictly for business, man. It's not for like, let me go on there and get some inspiration, look at some dogs. Like, <laughs> right, So right. it's not about having the best content. On TikTok and Instagram, they care. It matters what you post and your feed and all that stuff. No one's going to your LinkedIn and going to your last 12 posts and going, oh, I want to see what this guy's about. No, no, no. They're looking at your banner, your profile picture, and your headline. Okay. So that makes it an easier, you know, entry. So you can just literally have a great reputation for whatever it is you do. So JP, right? Hey, I coach entrepreneurs on XYZ. And then list a bunch of people in the featured section that you've helped. Right? Okay. And then they're going to believe you. The social proof aspect. They're just going to believe right. you way faster than they would on an Instagram or TikTok. So that's why I like to do it for business. Um, that's where I get the majority of my clients and I also teach my clients how to do it. Okay. So um, inside of that space, then how do you get more followers? Yeah. Right? So this is the thing you can go and you can, you can sign up for uh, the Salesforce navigator thing or whatever. And they give you a hundred email credits or whatever it is. Right. right. And, and then it's, and you're just pushing stuff out there. But if people aren't really scrolling, and looking at stories a lot there, how do you build up a following that, I mean, it feels like it's different. Maybe it's not. It just feels like it's a different approach than the other platforms. For me, the approach has nothing to do with content. In fact, full transparency, man, like I don't get that much engagement on my LinkedIn content at all. Like a couple likes, five, ten right. likes. But I got like 26,000 followers and that's because I DM'd 26,000 people. That's right. the difference. So on TikTok, 
you can't even DM someone at all unless they follow you back. Right. So it's all video based. LinkedIn, it's all hand to hand combat is what I call it. So you're in those right. DMs. And if you're somebody like you and I are somebody that people respect, you don't have to say that much. <laughs> it's just about being open and being in that DM. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, I like this dude or I've heard of him or his reputation precedes him. So the more the higher your Oprah effect or halo effect, the easier it is. On LinkedIn. Right. Give me an example for you on. So you drop you drop a DM. What's yeah. that? What's that process look like for you? Ooh, we getting in the good stuff now. We're getting right into the. D <laughs> hey, I want to give people the. I want to give some of my people. You know, this is the oh, game yeah. of business. You've got a. You've developed a great game. I mean, this is part of the game. Right. And and you see a lot of people don't want to do the hand to hand combat. Facts. They, and, and and then the, before I forget, let's just let's make sure that we cover uh, AI and how we're going right. to leverage that coming up. Because I've done, I've done some crazy stuff already. I had um, I'm, I did some leadership training, and um, I used that AI to help develop oh, nice. this this uh, something that would have probably taken me a month to develop. Oh, wow. I developed it in about a week, nice. about a, about a hundred about a hundred page document. Right. So I definitely want to talk you about talk about that with you. But but let's talk about this. Um, what is your process going hand to hand? How do you find the people? And then what's the process look like from I'm sure you don't just hit it and leave. There's probably oh, yeah. a multi phase. Oh, yeah. It's a, there's a finesse to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, you know, you're playing some hoops, right? You got to have, you know, everybody's playing their position. So the easiest way to think about this is you're not the point guard. You're the forward. Your job is to alley-oop as many other people as possible in the DM. So the easiest way to do that is to have a great starting five. So when I reach out to people, it's never just about me. It's about the 50,000 marketers that I'm helping. So right. that's how I lead. So I lead with something like this. I'll go to Sales Navigator. There's a free 30-day trial, by the way, everybody listening. So go get that 30-day trial from LinkedIn. Yep. No excuse, right? It's like 90 bucks a month, right? So get the 30-day trial, type in who you're looking for. So if you're a, a marketing agency owner listening and you're looking for dentists, look for those dentists in your city or wherever you want to talk to them. So you're going to reach out two approaches. One is going to be humor or the other one's going to be influence-based. So let's start with the, with the influence base. Here's your connection request message. Hey, I got a secret weapon for you. Thought you might be interested in it. There's 50,000 people in my group that want to hear about your product, I'm sure. Let's chat about it. Boom. You just basically offer them to come be on your podcast or come do a live in your group or whatever. And you, you led with value, but in a very particular <coughs> way. Right. It's not right. just like, here's my free e-guide. That's where people go wrong is they think value is giving it people what you want to give them. Right. Give them something that's undeniable. Oh, I'm gonna give. Mm -hmm. Oh, put you in front of fifty thousand people for free. What? Oh yeah, I want to talk to this guy. Then, then the conversation just evolves from there organically. Right. That's the fastest and easiest way. The other way is humor. So I got a real estate investor client, and he's reaching out to doctors, and he wants to get them to you know do multifamily. So he'll say something like, "Hey, uh, Doc, quick, quick question for you: um, Scrubs or Grey's Anatomy?" And that's the reaction they get. They see, oh, yeah, I want to talk to this guy. And then, boom, transition to a call. Right. Okay. Hey, that got me thinking, who reached out to whom in this relationship? Did Garrett reach out to you or did you reach out to us? 
I reached out to y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's awesome because he does a lot of that too. So nice. one of the, one of the one of the businesses he's involved in is uh, besides helping me on the marketing end, is uh, there's a, an accounting CPA firm, and um, and he's doing a lot of work with them. And he's been doing exactly what you say. He goes, I email about a hundred people a week, and it's it's generating. I don't know, like $4,000 a month for them so far uh, on average. Right. And so you start, you start adding that up and then, you know, with that business, it's a lot of referral based business. So, um, then, and and it's repeat business. So it might be $4,000 this month, but they're going to, Hey, everybody needs their taxes done next year. Right. Your business owner, you still need to do the books every month. Right. B2B is best by the way, on that note, try, try to avoid the B2C on LinkedIn. It's too risky. So don't try to sell your uh, green tea smoothie one on one on LinkedIn. And <laughs> sure, send, send, send me one smoothie. And that, uh, at the at the end of a hundred messages, you made twelve bucks. Yeah, I get that. Right. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. So find, if you're gonna do, you know, you got an e-commerce store. Try to go B two B. Try to find a referral partner that can put you in front of thousand customers instead. <laughs> Right. No, yeah. this is, that, that's great. I mean, I think, uh, we've been utilizing that strategy a little bit. I just, I was sitting here thinking there's gotta be a way to leverage it at a faster rate, but I think LinkedIn purposely necks it down. Don't they? Where, they do. It used to be, you could send a lot more connection requests and they changed it and they limited it. So now you can send like 30, 40 per day safely. It used to be like a hundred. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so they Quality. make a little, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quality over quantity now is what they want us to do. Yeah. So speak to me. Um, I, I had a mentor. Um, I was part of this event called Warrior Week, and it was uh, cool. it was basically this guy's a marketing genius that runs this mm-hmm. thing. Um, Garrett J. White. You should go stalk him okay. um, and get him on your show. I, I you know what? I, I I dare you to try and get him on your show. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> he, he's got a lot of followers, man. Um, so if you can get him on there. So uh, anyway, if uh, um, I, the guy's, the guy's a marketing genius, but he, when he grew his business, he happened to be one of the early adopters for Facebook ads. Remember when we first got on Facebook, we were just all talking to our friends and showing pictures. And now you get on Facebook. It's like every third thing that pops up is, it seems right. like is an advertisement, right? And it's almost got to the point where you ignore 90, uh, it's almost like a blur anymore sure. before, you know? So what have you seen around the effectiveness of Facebook as a platform to reaching people? I know the group is working well for you, but... Right, um, right. So that's a great point. The, the way I look at it is it's actually a beautiful thing, JP, because the Facebook ads mean that the newbies can't use it anymore. So what I mean by that is anybody who has real budget, 5K a month, 10K a month, 50K a month, they're always going to use paid advertising, billboards, Facebook ads, Google ads, it automatically X's out anybody who's not successful in business, which protects it, right? And okay. doesn't saturate the market. So all the people running good ads have good budget. Right, okay. So I think it's fine that way. Okay. Right? Um, LinkedIn ads, very different. LinkedIn ads are for people who have huge budgets, especially recruiters. So if you're trying to get you know people in your sales cycle or your... Uh, recruiting cycle or whatever it's like for example a big company might have hundred thousand a month that they're doing on linkedin ads for awareness 
and then they're gonna retarget them with the Facebook ads. Then they're gonna show, right? There's so many layers to it. So it's only for people that are sophisticated at a higher level of business, eight, nine, and 10 figure brands. Okay. So I wouldn't, if you're a six or seven figure business owner, I wouldn't even worry about LinkedIn ads. I would focus way more on building a personal brand because it's gonna right. take you way further. Okay. Yeah. Um, when we start talking about, um, let's, let's, let's switch over to TikTok because this thing yeah. blew, blew me away. So Garrett goes out there and he creates um, a 30 second ad, I think it was, for the accounting biz. Goes on LinkedIn and it was up for about three days and all of a sudden it started getting, one day it started getting like a thousand views an hour. Oh, wow. And it got up to twelve or fifteen thousand, and it just but it was just like it was just like flat for a few days, and it spiked up, and then it went back down. But then all of a sudden, I what I was shocked was, business people were calling up and saying, "Yeah, tell me about this. Right. Uh, tell me about this irrevocable trust system." I'm like, people that look like me with this much gray in their beard. I was like, "There's no <laughs> freaking way I'm going on TikTok, man. I'm yeah. not." But they were there. I'm talking people that are older than me mm -hmm. were saw those ads. And so help me with what my imagination told me. How effective is that platform truly for, for business to business? So here's the honest truth. <clears throat> Most people want to get lucky in that scenario, right? And then they think, like, I'll play this out for you fully. Because I think a lot of people have never heard the full scenario of what happens if you go viral, right? So I had 800,000 views on one of my videos. Here's what happens. You're gonna land a couple high ticket clients from that if you have a strong brand. So we landed probably about 13,000 in new customer, you know, new revenue. The problem is, <clears throat> if that was your first viral video, they're not all the way bought in. Right. And because they're not all the way bought in, it's going to be harder to upsell them to additional services. Like you were talking about with the accounting, you want them on that retainer. I was getting them in for, you know, a 2000 one time service, thousand dollar service, whatever, um, or consultation, things like that. So it's really good. But the problem is it's even better if you have influence. Right. So. The way I, I wouldn't treat it like a gambling system, which is how most people treat TikTok, where it's like, we'll just keep posting until we hit. No, I would think about it like you're, you're in the fourth quarter in the game, right? And you have 30 seconds on the shot clock. What's the hook that's going to get you all the way to plus one? And plus one on TikTok is just making content that makes people's heartstrings pull a little bit harder than your competitor just a little bit so you want each video you make make like three different hooks for each video so repost it don't just post it once right post it like three times with three different hooks one of them will hit more views and then you're gonna DM those people that like comment follow back all that and that's where that hand-to-hand -hand combat kicks in again. right most people don't do the hand-to-hand -hand because they want the 800,000 views and they don't actually DM anybody. The reason I got those sales was because I DM'd them. Right. Yeah. Okay. So 800,000 views. What did you do to follow up with that then? Yes. And did you get another video that was 800,000 or did it just fall off a cliff? 
I hit the eight hundred thousand, and then my my second biggest was a hundred. Okay. Yeah. So not at that same level, but um, for a while, then what I started doing was going live on TikTok. That's where you build relationships and you can get people into that low ticket. So if you have a great ascension model, get them into the sixty nine dollar course or the you know twenty buck a month membership or whatever, right? And then just build a relationship organically with those people on those calls, the weekly calls or whatever you have, mm-hmm. upsell them from there. That's where the majority of my business comes from now, is just being able to upsell people who are on the low ticket. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. So I, as I'm <clears throat> listening to this, I'm, see, I'm seeing opportunities just for me and what I'm doing with my podcast inside of a group to, and maybe this is, I think that's what you do, right? You post your podcast inside of your group. So that's where they find the content. Now, when it's inside the group, does that attract anything outside of the group as far as the algorithm? Here's why you do that. You do two versions. So you and I did the behind the scenes talk to a veteran business owner unlocked. So that's the agency talk podcast unlocked completely separate from the official podcast where I interview celebrities. Okay. So for anybody listening, A good podcast is where you in, you actually interview people more influential than you. If you're only right. interviewing people at your level, you're doing it way wrong. Yep. Even the Steve Harveys of the world are interviewing people bigger than them. That's so, that's the hook. That's the that's the, the secret. The secret in doing that, right? Right, because you know yeah. there's a lot of people out there with 200 episodes, no sponsors. That's why. Yep. 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 Can't I get like a sponsor that. if you don't have nobody important on your podcast. So what's the secret to getting those folks on your podcast? You send them the DM about the 50,000 people in your group. Okay. There it. you go. It. So it's like this small, it's just small steps, right? We're looking to hit a single every day with our marketing. Mm-hmm. We're not looking to hit a grand slam. Yeah. And if it, But if it happens with 800,000 views, now we've got to somehow find a way to leverage that. Get the VA in there quick. Get the VA, log them into your TikTok, have them DM everybody. Right. Okay. That's great. Um, man, you, you just, I, I feel like I want to go run, run to my, uh, my, my hey, team man, and say, Hey, we, we got, we got, we got, we got stuff to do right now. Um, Love it. so how, how long did you say it took you to grow that group? Mm-hmm. About nine, 10 months, nine to 10 months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nine, 10 months. Yeah. I, I had met this gal. Um, and now you're, you're making me think that I should bring her on cause she had, an entrepreneur group has an entrepreneur group and um, there's over 200,000 members in that. And she started it from scratch too. Now I think she's two years in at this point, but still it's 200,000. That's pretty darn influential. And I don't know that she has done much as far as leveraging that to monetize it well. So I'm I'm looking at that going, okay, because I was going to do the same thing. I'm like, okay, how about I come and do some training with your entrepreneurs group every other week for an hour and right. I'll just, and I'll just give that content away. Mm-hmm. Just give it away. Just get me out there. And that's so a that's a great sponsorship package for you, JP, right? So right. if you want to go after 10 of those groups, right? You pay them a couple grand a month. You're going to make on the back end way more than that because there's so many people in there that are going to want to buy your stuff. Right. Right. And I was actually even thinking, cause I, I do a high ticket offer, right? My, I, I bring people in, uh, three times a year for three days, it's 20 grand nice. and, and beyond other business training. But I, I bring them in that way and we do some really cool stuff. We like the one in June where, um, 
We're going to have the boardroom for two days. And then on, on Saturday, I'm taking them all skydiving. I remember you telling me that. That sounds dope, yeah. by the way. So, so that's going uh, to be amazing. And these are, these are you know, generally seven and eight figure uh, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Um, and, and we can bring in some, some younger folks, or, or I mean, younger, not age-wise, but younger in, in their entrepreneurial journey or in the stage of business. And we have a few of those as well. Um, because it's really interesting to see how people in all different stages add value where the brand new person, right. like, like somebody like you could bring a lot of value to somebody like me because you're at a different stage of your career. You have different insights. And so it's this real cross pollinization, right? Exactly. When, when people want to be just the largest in any group or, or the smallest in any group, you're not going to add value if everybody's the same size. So we need to make sure there's a diverse mm-hmm. mix of, of skills, talent, experience, because here's the thing. I think I mentioned this to you yesterday. I've got this belief that if you can't teach it, you don't know it. Right. And so when you're at the boardroom and you're able to teach somebody something, um, it's going to even make it uh, a, a larger part of who you are as a leader, right? So um, what do you do? What, tell me about your offers. What do you, what do yeah. you offer folks um, to go from zero to hero like you? And uh, I, it sounds like you have multiple layers in there. Of course. So the way I structured this was um, through trial and error. So I would recommend to anybody, it, it's okay, guys, like if one of your offers flops. I've had plenty of offers flop. Totally okay. I mean, I had a great offer um, two years ago. So I had multiple hospitalizations, and so I had to relaunch offers because I would go in the hospital, and then I couldn't oh, Couldn't execute, yeah. Right. So one of my offers in the past was a $20,000 mastermind. It's basically just six months of coaching, right? And then I would put a guarantee on it. What I learned from that experience is that it's great to get all that money up front because you feel good about yourself and your self-esteem and all those things. But you know what's even better than that, JP? What's that? (laughs) I can't wait. Having a group of 50,000 people that are coming to you for actual help. Yeah. I would trade that over the 40,000 or 50,000 or 60,000, whatever. Because you have now a steady, you have like a real stream of people inbound that are choosing to show up and look at comments in your group every day that is worth millions of dollars over the over the time sure now when you've got those folks in the group do you are you proactive in your outreach to those folks as well mm-hmm. yeah so the way it works now is like this all the sponsors came to me so there's two layers offers for the marketers to help them grow their business and then there's people that want to support the group and promote their products to the group so that's two different offer suites. So the first one is helping marketers. That's like a consultation or uh, some coaching. Those type of products and offers, they either come to me or my VA will reach out to them from a post I did in the group. So there's two layers to it. You gotta actually, I like to call it permission marketing. I'll do a post first. Hey, comment if you'd like some help, then DM them. That's where people go wrong is they just DM. You're assuming too much. We all don't really want to get solicited, but we all do want to be helped once we get permission. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's how yeah. I like to do that. And then on yeah, the sponsorship absolutely. side, they come to me because the power dynamic, as you know, in sales, right? If you're the one going to the, the bigger sponsor, like a high level, Microsoft, whatever, 
it's going to be a very uphill battle if you went to them. Mm-hmm. If they come to you, that means they understand your value. So then the negotiation is a lot easier and simpler. So all of my sponsors have came to me and they pay a minimum $1,000 a month just to promote in the group every day. Wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. And you've only been doing this for what, four years? Yeah, so my business, uh, fun fact, I was a songwriter first. I've, I've, I've done a little bit of that in my past oh, too, bro. Oh, yeah? Before I blew my vocal cords out on, on stage with Tony Robbins, I... Uh, well, not well. I guess I was on stage, but not with it. Well, no, right. I, my team won business mastery event, so I got this great picture hey. where I'm, to, where Tony, uh, Tony's playing on this drum. Yeah. My, my, and I'm playing air guitar next to him. <laughs> somebody, somebody in the audience, one of my friends, took a picture of that, so it's pretty cool. But you go to those events and you're just screaming all the time. And I was on the road with him for 79 years, a uh, few, few years back, and I can't sing anything but country music now. I was more of a, wow. I was more of a rock and roll guy. But my blew out my vocal cords, bro. So I used to write nine years, 79 days. I say 79 years, 79 days. I'm not that old, man. I'm not that old. I was like, dang, man, you legend. (laughs) 79, 79 days. He's not even 79 years. Fun fact. That guy was born on February 29th. So there's only a there's that's only every four years. So he's really only like 20 years old. So that's hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, brother. Yeah, I'd say, you know, <laughs> the, the, the thing about it, man, is ultimately at the end of the day, when it, like you were talking about this with me the other day about psychology, we all want fulfillment and we want our success to be related to the fulfillment. The problem is when you're famous, a lot of these celebrities, they're missing the fulfillment piece, but they have the success piece. And so what I'm telling people to do is to leverage your fulfillment, which is what I'm doing right now, of helping people in the group for free. I'll go live in the group. I'll you know, put interviews in the group, whatever. And what's happening is the compound effect of the blessing coming back to me. That's what people don't quite understand. It's not so technical. It's not like, oh, do 100 posts you know, a week, and then, then. <coughs> it's not that technical. It's more about, oh, these people in my group, I did a poll. And they're really struggling with lead gen or they're struggling with closing. Okay, let's do some lives about that. So I'm just in a really natural relationship with the members. Right. I don't treat them like students. I treat them like my peers. Like we're all in the same forum together. Mm-hmm. I got it. We're just talking natural. Hey, referral. Hey, this. And that's how it all just compounds over time. Right. Um, so let's talk about, uh, we got about 10 minutes here. Um, let's talk about how artificial intelligence is going to shake all this up. I'm sure you, you had to have done some thinking on this. Oh yeah. hundred percent brother. I mean, <clears throat> when it comes to outreach in particular, one of our sponsors is high level CRM, right? They're a great CRM similar to HubSpot, but they're really tailored to marketers in particular and agencies because you can offer additional accounts underneath the CRM or build software under the CRM. Some of the artificial intelligence that I've seen that works really well are things like writing content automatically, posting content automatically, sending emails automatically, putting in a prompt saying, hey, I want uh, 10 of the people from this group. 
I want you to you know make a document that explains all the characteristics of the people in this group, and then I want you to go DM those people on this platform. Then this like there's so many layers to it, but <coughs> ultimately it's just helping you execute what you would have done if you had more time. If you would have had a hundred years, imagine how much outreach you could do. Right. That's really the power of it. Right. In a nutshell. And and you say there's there's some. Uh, I don't know, some apps that bolt onto these, uh, to your CRM right now. Yeah. That do that. What are they? What are they? Give me a couple names. High level CRM, um, is the main hub. Then there's, um, a platform for LinkedIn called Wallaxy, W-A-A-L-A-X-Y. And what that does is it allows you to send your messages on LinkedIn in bulk using automation. So you can plug in, Hey, first name, I have a group of 50,000, right? That message sequence. And then also follow up automatically with the AI. Yeah. That's powerful because that means you don't need a human anymore. Only when they reply. Right. Oh, it's only on on the reply. I think uh, years ago I did that when I first got into this with, I worked with a company that did that sort of thing. And when they, I don't know what the LinkedIn term, but when we became friends, right. um, and then, then I took over or my team took over the conversation, right? Exactly. At that point. But up until then it was just this constant drip every whatever the pacing was, I don't recall at this point. But so that's something one, like that. one way, don't go crazy with it if you're listening. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just telling you that that's one of the ways we can take this to the next level, then you could take that a whole other level. Google Sheet, Chat GBT, right? where I've seen people in the group, <laughs> like I posted the other day, hey, what AI tools are people using? And there's somebody in the group that told me that they're doing a Google Sheet, and then they're personalizing each connection request using ChatGBT. So it's literally going to JP's LinkedIn profile and crawling and going, oh, hey, I noticed you went to so-and-so school, and so-and-so recommended you. It's pulling that individual data and then sending the connection request so it's like hyper personalized. Yeah. So that's powerful, right? It's just going to get better and better over time. Yeah, I know I made when uh when we were doing it, I used Tony's. I draw I name dropped Tony. Yeah. You know, hey, I see your I look look for business owners that um have Tony Robbins in their profile or whatever. And then it was like, "Hey, saw you saw you did Tony blah blah blah. I was a platinum partner." love to connect with like-minded individuals, something along those lines. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but that's what it was. It was something similar, but the AI hadn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. This is like three, four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's also really scary. It and is. It, 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 it's exciting and it's scary. And I was talking to my team and I said, look, this to me is going to be like the first people that jumped on Facebook ads seven or eight years ago. The first people that can figure out how to leverage this tool for sales and marketing are going to be the ones living in the $16 million beach house. Mm. And the rest of us eight years from now, we're going to figure it out and go, ah, it's hard because now we're playing in a red ocean space instead of a blue ocean space. Right? Cause everybody's doing it. So like I've got this great client for those of you who don't know, know that term red ocean space or blue ocean space when generally in the mortgage space, when business is good, all ships are rising. Everybody yep. does it. Everybody picks a low hanging fruit. As soon as interest rates go up, that people are unemployed by the thousands. They just they just shut it down. Well, this uh, client of mine, um, he 
operates in this space where he finds hard to get mortgages and a lot of them are for entrepreneurs and business owners who, you know, maybe the credit's not the best um, or because of the way things have, are structured, a lot of the business, their money goes back into the business, but it necessarily doesn't have to. And so he, he's got a way to get people to qualify for, for mortgages and it's, it's, it's amazing. So when there's a downturn and everybody's laying off, he's not laying off. He's, t he's, he's already running so lean and cause he's got a specific niche that he goes after. Right. So I just feel like the similar thing is going to happen with this AI and you start to see a lot of people advertising it already. Yeah. I saw that. I right. Saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we've, sh let me show you how to get $10 million in, in AI and all this shit. And I'm like, okay. Um, but, but it's those people that figured out first, you know, that are going to be, uh, I, I have a feeling that most of those ads that we're seeing right now are just hucksters because... Oh, yeah, because they're just excited right now. They're not really vetted. And the other thing, too, is video snippets. Have you heard of that? No. What are we talking here? So we're talking about, like, your TikTok videos. Let's say you take this podcast clip we're doing right now. Right. We do and, that. Yep. And then you plug it into this AI, and it's going to auto-snip it at the memorable moments automatically. <sighs> I was just going to ask a really dumb question. How does it know what the memorable moments are, but... That's AI. Yeah. Uh, it's AI. So I just, just stupid. I, I couldn't explain it to you, you know? I'm just like, that's, that is even more mind blowing than just typing in a question and getting a Facts. written answer to me. Right. You know, because we so do we that. I mean, we... yesterday actually. So it works. Like it gave us 15 clips in like five minutes. And what was the name of that program? Yeah. <laughs> Let me pull it up for you. I have the... Or, or tell me afterwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <'cause> I, I, <laughs> I want to be in the blue ocean space for a little bit longer. <laughs> I won't say nothing. <laughs> no, I'd I'll love to see to that. I'll give it to you afterwards. I'll give it to you afterwards. If you can't find it, that if you have it, I don't mind sharing it with people. That's fine. Um, I just, I'm looking at that and going, you know, my team's got to look at these videos for yeah. 45 minutes to an hour. And then they find three or four clips out of it. And they're okay, cool. And you know, we, uh, I, I love what they're doing. They do a split screen, mm. my face on top, the, the, and the client on the bottom or vice versa with right. the game of business podcast right in the middle of it. And they try, we try really hard to keep those clips no longer than 30 seconds. Right. Because any more than that, people are just like, mm. I mean, you got to have a really good, interesting. The more interesting famous the guest, the better. That's what's crazy, bro. It's basically, you know, one of my buddies, Clinton Sparks, he interviewed Shaq. Oh, right? wow. And so it's amazing because 15 <clears throat> seconds of a silly question, what's your favorite pizza? That's going to go viral. Right. Well, Shaq, one of my, we all want to know oh, what Shaq eats. Exactly. Right? One of my best friends is a, is a professional boxer, the Filipino Flash. But the problem is he's Filipino Flash. All, most of his fans are in the Philippines. I'm not marketing in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> so... I got to get him when he gets done with this next fight. He's going to be champ again here in about three months. And when what that happens, it's going to be, uh, Nonino, bro, who else can we get on my podcast? And, and yeah. But I love this. You know, the thing about all of this is I love meeting with people like you and, and cross-pollinating, right? What can we do to help each other out? That's what the entrepreneurial community is all about is what can we do to help each other out? Because we're out here hustling and doing oh, yeah. what other people are not willing to do so that we can have the life that we want to live. And too many times we get people get tired of it because it's really hard in the beginning. And, and I want people that are listening to this to realize 
when you're starting out and your business is an infant or a toddler stage, it's like loading up a merry-go-round full of kids. And then, and then you've got to push and get your back into it. It's really hard, right? You're, you're doing all your energy to get that thing going. Finally, you sprint. You're out of, out of breath. You get this thing going. But once it gets going, what do you do? And so you've got to this point that you've done that with your group. Yeah. And, and now you're flipping. You're just you're standing there and keeping the momentum going. It's the momentum. So as, as people are in that early stage, realize... Just use that merry-go-round analogy. It's difficult. It's hard. But there's time ahead that, that, that is coming where it becomes easier. When it does, double down and leverage on leverage your success to continue gaining momentum. And that's my... Uh, man, that's that was my... a great... Man, you are smooth with the analogy. <laughs> I love that analogy. And plus on that, on that note, too, that hard part in the beginning of doing all that outreach and outbound there's going to be a flip and a switch where it becomes inbound. Right. That's how you know you won. Right. Because now okay. they see you differently. So they're going to come right. to you. Big sponsors, they're going to come to you because you got the goods. Right. So let me wrap this up, Kev. Yep. Give me give me now, we got, we got young people out there or young in their, their business. Give me what are the first three things you want them to do mm. to, to increase their, their brand awareness? First thing you're gonna do is you're gonna stop believing the lie that you need to earn attention. Attention is to be bought and sold, period, end of story. So what that means is if you wanna duplicate you know, what I've done, you don't have to earn those 50,000 people. Go, if you got 10 grand, go buy a group. Go buy a blog that already has 100,000 hits a month. Be smart, you don't gotta struggle for five years just just learn from what we did like you don't have to actually you can shortcut this thing so that's the first thing is just get that belief out of your head not everything has to be an uphill battle there's no nobility in that you think there is there isn't the second thing is once you have that attention start distributing it immediately don't wait and be like oh i need five thousand more members somebody thinks that forty thousand that you have or that ten thousand followers or members that you have is just enough for their needs so you don't need to start well i'll do that when i hit another ten thousand no, no no start now your price will just increase as you get better and have more you know reach that third thing <clears throat> is what you and i were talking about the other day which is <laughs> fire fast when somebody is not in alignment with the culture don't attach your worth because, oh, I helped this person for so many years and they're, they're a producer, right? No, no, no. If they are ruining the culture because of their ego, get them out of there. Yes. Period. End of story. Yep. And I will tell people um, uh, to be really careful when you decide to bring family members on, on that business. Um, you know, there, there are some great success stories and there's but for every success success story there's probably 10 horror stories i just had one of my best clients um just had to fire his own brother that's rough and it's been i mean and he rightly so dude sleeping on the job because mm -hmm. why i got the my brother owns the company so i can come over here and sleep and it had gone on for months and months and nobody told him because it was his brother and he just found out kind of fluky and a fluke and the next day fired his brother Woo. so think about being at that 
table for Thanksgiving at mom's house. Ooh, pass so, mashed potatoes, brother. So, <laughs> so we better be careful on the nepotism piece. Uh, uh, hey, Kev, I really appreciate your energy, man. Um, and um, I can see why people want to follow you. You're, you're a fun-loving guy to hang around. I love your story. You. You're fighting this battle with your health issue, and you're remaining positive. And uh, I can feel uh, the divine spark in you, my man. And I, I, I look forward to staying connected to you for, for many years, my man. My man, when I'm out in your area, you know, I'll be hitting you up. All right. Take care, bro. You too. Hey, Game of Business family. If you enjoyed or received value out of this episode, please share it. Send it to a friend. See, we don't pay for advertising on this podcast and are strictly word of mouth, and I would love the help to add value to as many business people as I can. Thanks a lot.